Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Congratulations to a Brazilian man who, at the age of 100, which is a feat in and of itself, uh, breaks the world record for the longest time at one company. Yes, he has the Guinness world record for staying at one company for 84 years and nine days. <laughs> it's a textile company called uh, Renewview, R-E-N-E-A-U-X-View, V-I-E-W, and it was confirmed and certified that uh, he was hired at the age of 15, worked for the company ever since. Now, when you say to yourself, what's the man's name? Well, it's Walter Orthman. And what is nothing says Brazilian like Walter Orthman? <laughs> Apparently, his family, uh, you know, he started working there because he knew how to speak German. Huh. A German family in Brazil. Huh. So he, uh, he was able to, you know, communicate and uh help with the uh with the shipping and the wheeling and dealing and is now a uh, sales manager and has been that uh been held that position for many many years so anyway congratulations to walter what did i say his name was again oh yeah the german walter orthman in brazil although he's a brazilian man so i'm guessing he's a brazilian citizen who worked for renew view uh, for 84 years and nine days. And I guess that's still counting. As far as I know, Walter is still kicking. And uh, he's still going to work at the textile company. He said that he feels proud and honored and happy to have achieved something that on one hand is rather rare. But on the other is simply the result of my passion to work as something that makes me wholesome. Well, congratulations, Walter. I mean, that's certainly something that doesn't happen anymore. Right, I mean, uh, company loyalty is tough to come by. I mean, when we see so many companies show zero loyalty to employees, it's always good to find a company that shows a little loyalty to their employees. Anyway, congratulations to Walter for making it to 100 and for continuing to work every day at the old textile company in Brazil. Congratulations. And another Guinness World Book of Records, which is something this show needs to have happen soon. Sooner, not later. Anyway, welcome. <laughs> welcome to Chewing the Fat. Oink, oink. I'm just so happy I got moinked. From small family farms to your dining table, Moink gives you access to the freshest, sustainably sourced meat and fish, all while supporting American family farms. And you can help save the family farm and get access to the highest quality meat on earth when you join the Moink movement today. Now, we've talked about how 60% of the U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese, and their hogs are giving something called uh, ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China. Uh, yet you can find it uh, in your grocery aisle uh, every day. There's a better way. And let me tell you about Moink. That's uh, Moo plus Oink. 
Moink, okay, delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm uh, like our grandparents did, and as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm obviously does it better. The Moink difference is a difference you can taste and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes, delicious, uh, chicken breasts, delicious, uh, pork chops, delicious, salmon fillets, delicious, and of course, my favorite, much, much more, delicious. Plus, you can cancel at any time. It feels so great when that box <laughs> shows up at the door, and it's that moink box. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be saying. Oink, oink. I'm just so happy I got moinked along with the rest of us who get moink delivered to the house. I mean, Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called the moink bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. And I mean, it is so good. I love their bacon. And Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Smirnoff uh, jumped at the chance to invest in moink. So become part of the oink, oink. I'm just so happy I got moinked movement. All right, keep American Farms going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Jeffy right now. And listeners to this show right now, get free filet mignon, delicious, in every order for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste for a limited time. So go to moinkbox.com slash Jeffy right now m-o-i-n-k box.com slash jeffy that's moinkbox.com slash jeffy so a couple of things to possibly be concerned about uh, be on the lookout for casey white and vicky white i guess they're no relation uh but they uh she is a prison guard and he is a prisoner or i should say former because they uh they've gone missing yeah i know they just uh, took off <laughs> now the u.s marshal service is offering a ten thousand dollar reward for information leading to the pair so that's i mean be on the lookout now this happened in alabama they uh, they don't know if it well, there was a romantic relationship between the two. Vicky was known as an exemplary employee with an unblemished record. And her co-workers are just shattered. Are they? So she's a widow with no children. And her mother and two brothers live in uh, Lauderdale County. She, uh, she worked for about 20 years with the department. Wow. She, re- she submitted her retirement papers last week. And then they just disappeared. She took the prisoner for a, some kind of appointment. She said she had an appointment. They have video of them taking the uh, taking the prisoner van and then dropping it off. And then there's no there's no information after that. Oh, okay. I mean, there's no video anywhere after that. Nope. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, he has uh, confessed. Uh, to killing and then pleaded not guilty. He was uh, going to go back on trial, right? He was, I think he had to go for more court appearances in the murder case, but they are still missing. So uh, he's six, nine 
weighs somewhere around 250. We're, they're assuming he's armed because she was armed. All right. Don't try to approach either one of them. Uh, both consider them armed and dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Now, maybe, maybe the you know prisoner took the guard prisoner. It's possible. I'm sure the other guards are thinking that that's, uh, that's probably the case, but uh, there's looking like uh, that's not really the case. Uh, it's looking like she did this on her own. Uh, so that's all. That's all I'm saying. Be on the lookout for Casey White and Vicky White. They are on the run. She violated protocol when she removed Casey White from the detention center by herself. Policy required that uh, supposed to be escorted by two sworn deputies, but she said, I got that. All precautions were in place. Uh, I know that she she violated policy, but we let it happen because it's Vicky. And so that's it. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Uh, we don't, what, so that were they in love? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. And don't worry about those, those murder cases against Casey. Yeah, just don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, sure. He was serving 75 years for a series of crimes and awaiting a capital murder trial, but that's fine. So just be on the lookout for Casey and Vicki White as the one, the guy is six, nine, two fifty, probably keeping his head on a swivel with a, with a hat and his, you know, his head is on a swivel, but looking down, you know the type. And she, according to this picture, has had blonde hair, but that obviously could change very fast. Uh, so be on the lookout and uh, do not approach. But uh, you know, call authorities. You may get an extra ten grand in the bank account if you lead to their arrest. As long as we're on prisoners in the news, we may as well talk about uh, the state prisoner in Colorado becoming the first individual in the United States known to have contracted bird flu. Yay! Oh, oh, wait, what? No, we're not applauding? No. Uh, the individual was reported to be an inmate working in a pre-release employment program, and he was allegedly helping cull chickens from a potentially infected flock at a commercial poultry outfit, and he uh, got bird flu. Now, according to this, he recovered quickly with minimal symptoms. And, uh, it said that the matter was not at present a cause for concern. We want to reassure Coloradans that the risk to them is low. Well, yeah, I mean, just because we have that and we had the report of the first known case of bird flu in humans, in China, we talked about that last week, but the risk to human-to-human transmission is so low. There's just nothing to worry about. You know, it would seem to me, and I am not a doctor, I am not a, what do they call the dingleberries that are epidemiologists? I am not an epidemiologist. How You know, I like to play one from time to time. I would just say that chances are the more humans get the bird flu or the H3NH strain of the avian flu, that it would become a higher risk that other humans would get it. These humans obviously are getting them directly from the chickens. Whatever they're doing with the chickens is their own business. But I would say that the more humans get it, 
the more we have to worry about human-to-human transmission. But again, I am not a doctor. I am not an epidemiologist. So what do I know? All right, let's go to the break room. (laughs) I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. So as long as we're in the break room, uh, I'm working on something that I think will help a lot of people. I'm working on uh, creating a PSA for CNN Plus survivors. So just help me work through this real quick. But uh, are you or someone you love a CNN Plus survivor? Are you asking yourself, how could I love someone who subscribed to CNN Plus? Or how could I have subscribed to CNN Plus? It's important to remember This is not your fault. Nothing you did or could have done differently makes this your fault. If you're someone who loved a subscriber, survivors can experience their triggers and trauma responses as highly distressing and would love nothing more than to never have them again. Make the responsibility on CNN+. You are not alone. There are so few of you that it does feel that way, but you're not. Call 1-888-900-3393 for help. An operator should be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The wounds will heal. There will be scars, but it should get better as time passes. Don't let tomorrow be ruined by today. Call 888-900-3393 and become a better CNN Plus survivor today. Something like that. (laughs) It's a rough draft. I just want to help people. That's what I'm here for. And congratulations to Don Lemon. You know, I was uh, fascinated by the big smile that he had while taking pictures at the uh, pre-party for the correspondence dinner, you know, that's the party that uh, there's a big picture of him and Fauci uh, all, uh, you know, huggy huggy at the pre-party because Fauci couldn't go to the main party. It was too it was too much of a risk for him. But he was there with pal Don Lemon, who had a big old happy smile on his face. And now we know why his accuser drops the assault case. Oh, really? Yeah. So he had to have known on Saturday that this was going to happen. So the case's dismissal comes weeks after a federal judge ordered this Dustin Heiss to pay Lemon 77000 for not complying with court rules. Oh, okay. What happened? Well, I misremembered the incident. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I claimed that he assaulted me in the Hamptons, uh, you know, a couple summers ago and, then sure, I paid a couple witnesses uh, to uh, you know remember testimony t- favorable to me. That was all. <laughs> I mean, if it was real, and I still kind of believe it is. I-, I don't know. It just seems so. I want. Let me put it this way: I want to believe that it is, but it feels like with this was what happened with the case that it wasn't real. And this guy did uh, misremember, as he calls it. Or I don't know, what's another word for misremembering? Oh, yeah, lied. 
Uh, and he did, right? I mean, so, of course, uh, Lemon's attorney is this, you know, fully vindicates him, brings an end to this abusive lawsuit. This was a case of a crass money grab from its inception. He's never paid the plaintiff a dime over the course of this unfortunate spectacle, and he's looking forward to moving on with his life. Okay. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, we've heard plenty of stories that defend Heiss's original story, but I just feel like, you know, and plus, this was kind of in the Me Too world, uh, you know, only on the, uh, you know, male-to-male side, because it was, you know, he was supposed to have grabbed uh, Heiss at the bar and, uh, you know, did some other lewd things, which, you know, who among us hasn't done that at a bar? <laughs> but after, look, after a lot of inner reflection and a deep dive into my memory, I have come to realize that my recollection of events that occurred on the night in question when I first met CNN anchor Don Lemon were not what I thought they were when I filed this lawsuit. As a result, I'm dropping the case. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, all right. Good luck. God bless. Another court case that's still ongoing is the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that is just never ending. I mean, it's a scorched earth trial. And uh, I guess Johnny has now rested his case. So we'll see what happens on the Amber Heard side of things, you know, her defense. But uh, she just fired her PR firm. <laughs> I mean, they haven't been doing a great job, that's for sure. But she hasn't been uh, doing anything to help them out. There's no doubt about that. And we know that there's millions of people who have signed the petition to get her off of Aquaman 2. I think there are over 3 million now, which is just incredible. So we'll see if uh, she keeps her gig in Aquaman 2. I mean, I don't think that it should matter. I don't that people are pissed at her, although, you know, in today's world, it will. Uh, no doubt about that. Now, she has hired uh, this guy named David Shane. He is uh, the president and CEO, get this, of Shane Communications. I know, weird that it would be called that. And apparently, he does crisis and issues management for companies and high-profile people. Yeah, for a lot of money. So he previously worked against Depp on another high-profile case with the, between the actor and the management group, his former business managers, and they helped highlight allegations about Depp's spending habits. And so, you know, they, he knows where some of the scabs are to pick against Johnny Depp. Will it help? I don't know. I don't think so. After this trial... I mean, when I say scorched earth, I mean, they both look bad. I, I believe that Johnny Depp should win this trial. What I've, what I've seen, what I've read about the trial, uh, you know, I, I feel like he's winning, but in today's world, who knows? And, you know, is he going to get the 50 million from Amber? I don't know. Does she have it? I don't know. And if she doesn't have it, get her on Aquaman too. So she does get some cash. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, it's gonna. It's a tough time the next few years uh, from now until you know Johnny gets a new gig and does a you know he'll do a Netflix movie, uh, he'll do a Hulu movie, he'll do an HBO Max movie, and he'll be awesome. And all will be forgiven. All will be forgiven. So I don't know if all is going to be forgiven. 
uh, at a hospital in Peru because uh, they said that uh, Rosa Isabella Sassapide Calaca uh, <laughs> uh, was dead. And uh, they sent her off to the morgue to, you know, have a funeral. And so the family arranged a funeral. Off they went. And then as they were all standing around the coffin uh, at the funeral, they heard something banging around in the coffin. And they have videos of, you know, someone pushing on the coffin from the inside. And so they took the top off and there she was. She was inside the coffin, kind of sweating. That's not funny. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. So she did have vital signs. There's a video of them hauling her through a crowd in the coffin with the top off, throwing her in the back of a pickup truck, rushing her to the hospital. (laughs) And then there's a video of her in the hospital. She's still in the coffin. There's doctors standing around, and there's video of her still in the coffin at the hospital, which is a little abnormal i would say at least abnormal for here in the united states of america maybe not peru and so they put her on life support and they claimed that she had vital signs very low vital signs and her condition improved slightly once on life support uh giving hope that a miracle was in progress but no uh she died so (laughs) she just didn't die when they said she died maybe that little extra time in the coffin pushed her over the edge. I don't know. I, I Who am I to decide that? The relatives are a little angry. Uh, they're demanding answers. So apparently she was in a really bad car crash. And her, there were some kids in the car crash. They are in critical condition, but alive. Uh, she obviously was in critical condition, although... Thought it was serious. And her brother-in-law lost his life in the crash. It was a terrible car crash. So they, I guess maybe, you know, the guy at the hospital was like, yep, she's dead too. (laughs) But no, no, she's not. So man, that would, that would be, uh, that would, that would really stink. I wouldn't, that just would stink. You can quote me on that. That would really stink. That would not be fun to, uh, we're gathered here today. Is that somebody on the inside of this? Is that somebody in the coffin? Help. Help. I don't think she was saying anything, though. I don't think she had the energy to say anything. And I don't know for how long. <laughs> so she was in some kind of coma, I guess. I guess. I mean, I, I, how, I don't know how you get in a coma and nobody says, yeah, she still has some kind of vital signs. Nope. Dead. Did you even check her? Nah, the brothers, the brother-in-law's dead. That guy's dead. The kids we're working on, they're in rough shape. She's dead too. Get her out of here. Wow. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what kind of, uh, what kind of deal you could get from the Peruvian medical community. Uh, but, uh, the hospital is, uh, you know, looking into it. Well, that's good. I'm glad that everyone is looking into it.
So on a huge day in the U.S. when we have leaked documents from the Supreme Court on uh, Roe v. Wade, I wanted to uh, have a chat with Phelan Macleer, who had his play canceled, his play The O Gosnell, The Truth About Abortion, abortion and uh, one venue canceled it. Phelan Macleer, uh, before we get to Hunter, let's talk about uh, O Gosnell, the truth about abortion has that been re- rescheduled? Are you good to go with that now? Yeah, yeah, we got a new, pulled. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, so six days before curtain up, the venue said, "You know what? We're canceling the contact. We're sending your money back. We're not putting this play on in our sacred New York theater space." And you know, it really is a sacred uh, sacrament right. for the secular people. It's it's so they were not going to have the the devil in their in their uh, in their theater. So they just threw us out and sent us a, a very, very fancy, fancy legal letter with alleging fraud and alleging inappropriate wow. video, uh, inappropriate for children. This is the same theater, by the way, who was ru- who was running a play about uh, young girls who worked for Hitler and explored <laughs> their sex, explored their sexuality. So, uh, but heaven well, forbid we talk about abortion. Heaven forbid. And by the way, the play is not you know it's talking about abortion, but it's verbatim. It's from the courtroom. It's from the trial. Of Kermit Gosnell, every word is either from the grand jury testimony or the trial testimony. I'm not putting any extra drama in. So anyway, wow. we got a new venue. It's in the Chain Theater in Manhattan. It opens uh, on the Thursday, the fifth of May, uh, and it's running that weekend and it's running the next weekend. And you know, I was prompted to do this before the Supreme Court thing came out because I could see all the left. They, they're putting on a play in Manhattan at exactly the same time. We, won't, we open on the same night. One is called, um, theirs, theirs is called, Oh God, a show about abortion, uh, which wow. is a one uh, an abortion comedy, a one woman's hilarious a journey abortion from, from uh, pregnancy to, uh, to not being pregnant. Um, wow. I went to it. I went to the previews and uh, it's how good, neither- how good, before you tell me, uh, I just want to know, how good was it? You know, I I tried to be um, I tried to be you know level headed about it, and I you know obviously you know I I don't think it was that right. good, right? I don't think it was that. Isn't funny. that Abrams? Yeah, uh, yeah, JJ Abrams, yeah, JJ Abrams, Uber yes. Hollywood, the Uber Hollywood producer is yeah. spending his money pu- pushing an abortion comedy in New York. Wow. Hollywood this is driving Hollywood ballistic this abortion thing the, and Alana Glazer who's a big Hollywood actor as well they're pumping tons of money into it um, and so we decided you know th- there needed to be an alternative viewpoint an alternative uh, voice yeah. and I'm encouraging everyone go to the abortion comedy uh, and then uh, come and come to the verbatim abortion story about Dr. Kermit Gosnell uh, the Philadelphia abortion doctor he's serving three life sentences uh, so let's let's hear the other side of this let's hear both sides of the story but that doesn't work in new york um so they tried to shut us down we got a new venue we're opening on the same night as the abortion comedy uh, may the 5th uh which is a thursday and uh we're running that weekend we're running the next weekend look uh, everyone everyone needs to do their you know everyone needs to get the truth out in their own way and people if you're in new york please go to gosnellplay.com we need a crowd because the New York Times is going to come and review it. Oh yeah, on the second night, 
which is always a difficult night to get a crowd. I'm a bit nervous because everyone wants to go on the opening night. Nobody wants to go on the second night. Right. So I'm worried. Although the second night's a Friday night, so you're, you, you kind of, you know, that's kind of good. That's good. That's good. But uh, listen, if any of your listeners are in New York or know anyone in New York, please send them the link, gosnoplay.com. Um, uh, even write to me personally. I might comp you a ticket or two. I, uh, wish, uh, I just want a crowd. I want an enthusiastic crowd. Me, I wish I was going to be there. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great story. I ha I have been deliberately staying away from the rehearsals, but the director has been telling me about some of the things they're doing. And you know, you don't really need to add drama to a courtroom drama. Sometimes the, the testimony speaks. For I mean, itself, the testimony. I, I remember, and I, I I haven't gone back to look at it, in, you know, in quite a while. But I remember some of the testimony being pretty horrific. Yeah, yeah, we're we're keeping, you know, we're we're keeping. A lot of the horrific stuff, you know, talked about, but not really <laughs> gone into detail. It's, you know, uh, listen, we understand it's it's a night out. It's a, it's an hour and ten minutes long. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, on um, this Thursday, the opening night, we're having the detective who brought put Gosnell behind bars. Really, the guy who started the investigation. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. We're having him as a for a Q and A afterwards. So, you know, That's listen, awesome. uh, it's going to be, but it's never been more important. It's never been more important for the truth to come out. So we're, 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 we really want people to go and buy their tickets and support us. And, you know, the left don't want this truth out there. Like, well, why, no, wouldn't, they do not. why wouldn't they want the truth? About, I mean, that was one of the things about the abortion comedy, the one woman show, the abortion comedy, which has been funded by Hollywood. It's neither comedic nor does it talk about abortion at all. It talks about everything else. But the actual abortion is is talked about in ten seconds, and then they move on to a joke about cats, literally, really? or cockroaches. Like it's just, I, I, I blink. I and find that Phil, I find that hard to believe because there's so much comedy in abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're being sarcastic there, Jeff. I am I'm actually. I'm I am, just an innocent yeah. Irish guy, but I, I think you might be. <laughs> We don't do sarcasm in Ireland. I'm I don't sorry, know. I, I think <laughs> I think you might be. I'd need to check that out now. So I don't know you Americans. Us, let me ask you a question now. If for those of us that are not going to be able to be in Manhattan, and I don't want to, you know, dissuade anyone from going to Manhattan mm. and seeing both shows, uh, yes. in particular, Oh Gosnell, the truth about abortion. But are you? Is there going to be a way, perhaps, on a website at a later date for us to view this particular play? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the thing is, we yeah, we, we are going to be putting out these the reenactments uh, through a podcast method. We're going to be announcing that later on in the month. That's actually what inspired us was we were recording some stuff for a podcast. And we realized, wow, this is dramatic. We should put on a play. And then we saw that Hollywood were putting on a play as well. We thought, you know what, let's put on one at the same time. And uh, so here we are. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, look, both sides, both sides. And I'm happy the truth of the Gosnell story. Don't, you know, Gosnell, don't forget, was Philadelphia abortion doctor. Maybe many yeah. of your listeners don't know him. He was allowed to kill for 40 years. He was involved. This, this is the thing. I was just writing about it recently. This man was involved in something called the Mother's Day Massacre. That's what the media called it in 1972, right? It was a massive media ferrari over, over what was known as the Mother's Day Massacre. Uh, 11 women were mutilated, several had to have hysterectomies, experimental techniques, experimenting on women, you know, complete madness by Gosnell. And he wasn't stopped from practicing then. 
And all through the next 40 years, women were dying. Uh, illegal abortions were noted at hospitals when women were turning up seriously ill. No one, no one. Uh, I mean, uh, the head of the health in Philadelphia wrote a report saying that, that women were coming back with, with sexually transmitted diseases, that he was obviously reusing instruments. Nothing. It was complaint after complaint after complaint, but to protect the sacred sacrament of abortion, yeah, no one cared. the health department looked the other way. So I think it's time to stop looking the other way and we need to look at it head on. And that's why, that's why they cancelled the theatre, because the truth about abortion uh, it's not that it's not, it's it's tough. It's rough. When you uh, look around, you, when you look around the world today, Phelan, I mean, what you said earlier has, is so correct. I mean, there it's never the it's never more important than right now to for the truth to come out, and the truth, not your truth, not someone else's truth, but the truth. I mean, it's just amazing what's happening around the world. Now we have, okay, so you've got your play. And now what's going on with my movie, uh, My Son Hunter? What's happening? How close are we? How much is on the cutting room floor? I must have missed the call for my part at the strip club because I don't recall recording it. What's happening with the movie? You were very drunk at the time, Jeff. We need to, we need to, we need to talk about your drinking. You know, okay. it's like right. you need to have an intervention because uh, you know you, you were there. You don't have right. to remember it, no? Okay. Um, look, we we are literally at at final days. We are literally, um, you know, uh, days from a fully packaged, wrapped up with a bow movie. So um, and then them it's a matter of getting it out but and we have some very interesting p theories and plans on that we wanted to get it out to as many people as possible yeah uh in, a, in an accessible way so we're working on that at the moment i'm excited i'm excited and if i can do anything with either of these i'm happy to help out uh so i'h uh, very exciting about oh guys now i know you're in new york so enjoy uh the city of new york but you know be safe keep your head on a swivel in that fine city. oh i know it's Funny, there is a there isn't there is just an air of you need to watch yourself here that I've never noticed before. Like you know, I, I started coming to New York after nine eleven yeah. around nine eleven. I worked and, there you know, for I worked in Manhattan well, for two or three years. I mean, in and out of the city every day, and I I never felt that. No, it was always safe. Funny, it was it was you know it was safer than you were you know you'd be in places like you know Houston or somewhere in Ohio and you you know. It's, then you come to New York, and you realize this is one of the safest cities on the planet, right? It's just, you know, right. you know, uh, because there was people there, there was cops there, there was uh, just, you know, there was just an, an atmosphere of safety. People, funny, New York, this idea of New Yorkers being unfriendly, they were very helpful, they would give you directions, they would, you know, look after you. Now there's just this element of, um, you know, watch yourself. And, and, we're back to being, and, yeah, and, we're the, back and to the criminal being class again. are, sorry? We're back to being scared again. Yeah. Yeah, the criminal class are cocky. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, there's an air of madness and there's the air of you can get away with this. Yeah. And my father my father-in-law spent all kinds of time there in the 70s and he talked about how bad it was. And uh, you yeah. know, we're back to that now, no question. All right, uh, Phelan Mackler, thank you. I know you're busy. I'll let you get on your way. I just wanted to chat with you a little bit about the play and what was happening with the movie. And uh, anything we can do to help, please let me know. I appreciate it. Phelan Mackler, mysonhunter.com and ogosnell.com. Is that right? Uh, you know, gosnellplay.com. Gosnellplay.com. You got it. U-S-N-E-L-L-play.com. And uh, 
just I want people to know the New York Times is probably going to review it on on the Friday. So uh, we want as many people to come, an enthusiastic crowd, to show the New York Times that there is a real hunger for the truth. So this Friday, Excellent. May the sixth, please come and uh, make, uh, let, and tell them Jeff sent you. Absolutely. All right, Phelan. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. So just a couple of headlines to leave you with today. Spirit Airlines uh, apparently thinks that uh, $2.9 billion is better than $3.6 billion. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, maybe that's because they think they're going to get the $2.9 million, uh, billion and they're not going to get the $3.6 billion from JetBlue. They said, yeah, uh, we, uh, we'll take a Frontier's deal uh, for $2.9 billion because uh, I know JetBlue offered $3.6 billion, but we don't think they're going to get approval. Uh, to make that go through because they have an alliance with American Airlines in the Northeast and a deal and the Justice Department is suing to block that deal. So they're looking to get the money and they're saying, you know what, $2.9 million does sound better than zero, even though you know, it would be nice to take the 3.6 instead of the 2.9. You can quote me on that as well. Amazon uh, loses the Staten Island warehouse uh, and they didn't lose it. Uh, the union lost it oh okay so workers voted to reject a bid to unionize huh boy i bet you that ticks off a lot of people so 62 percent of the workers at the uh, ldj5 sorting center voted against unionizing with the american labor union yeah it's a blow to the upstart union yeah you aren't kidding <laughs> they apparently successfully went, uh, made the workers unionize at a warehouse across the street at uh, another New York facility, but no, sorry, not going to happen here, okay? So we'll see how that uh, pans out. They'll be, back at the, uh, they'll be back at the union board as soon as they can, and I believe that. And we have Grindr, the, uh, you know, the dating app. Uh, don't worry about Grindr. Uh, they just shared your user information data that was collected online. Yeah, they just shared it for the last few years. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, now look, we've cured it now. We don't do it anymore. Uh, you know, sure, there might be some legacy information still available. But, uh, yeah, you know, we didn't. You know, we didn't think sharing the data with marketers posed a privacy issue. <laughs> it was just where you were located at, you know, where you're at, that kind of information. Stuff that, you know, has really, we didn't think it was a privacy issue. Now, to be fair to Grinder, just off the top of my head, uh, I would say that that's kind of true since you're telling, uh, you know, you're hooking up with people on the app, right? So you want them to know where you're at. And so that you can get together for a friendly drink. But uh, you do believe that once you're inside the app, your information is safe, I guess, which it wasn't. And I'm sure that in the rules and regulations, you were told, yeah, hey, we can sell your stuff. That's what they all fall to. But uh, no more. Uh, no more. They're saying, no, we don't do it anymore. So if you were on Grinder the last few years, just know that your information uh, 
probably was uh, was shared by them. So that's all. That's all. And I see where Monopoly is uh, having people vote on bringing back a the old pieces that they don't have anymore. I believe I have all of these pieces in my Monopoly collection. I know. So they're saying here on uh, MonopolyTokenVote.com, uh, throwback token vote, ready to vote. And I thought I'd vote with you. Let's start this up. Who's in? So you can uh, select a token to make a comeback. You get the wheelbarrow, the thimble, the iron, the boot, the money bag, and my favorite, horse and rider. Now, I always love the horse and rider, and uh, you know, because it stands up taller than the other pieces. It's easy to grab, easy to move, easy to kick the other pieces the hell out of your way. I like the horse and rider. I know I have at least one horse and rider in my Monopoly game. Now, I have, I don't know, I don't know how many Monopoly games we have in the house. I love Monopoly, and I haven't played it in a while, but I, I do. I, I'm a fan of Monopoly, and there's you know all kinds of ways to play it. The original, and you can make it shorter. But I vote for horse and rider. So next, all right. Oh, there's some more tokens I didn't see. I have these too. Scotty, the select a token you'd like to see the leave the game. The Scotty dog, Hazel. I don't remember Hazel the cat. Uh, Battleship. Yep, I had that. Penguin. I don't know that I remember the penguin either. Race car. Yeah. T-Rex, I don't remember T-Rex. Top hat, of course. You had to have the top hat. And rubber ducky. And it was always good to kind of have the the top hat. Um, you know, I guess maybe the money bags too. But if we had to get rid of one for, uh, I mean, T-Rex, right? I mean, that's not original Monopoly stuff. That should be a special. And you voted in Horse and Rider. Who's out? T-Rex. Yeah, I want to submit my vote. Okay. Thanks for voting. Come back to see who won Monopoly token vote. You can get the game before it changes. <laughs> you want me to buy the game? Well, you're welcome for voting. Okay. And uh, I, I may have to, you know, see who won. I'll come back. Thank you. But you can figure it out at MonopolyTokenVote.com. I don't know that I, you know, I did that with you, but I... It's kind of unfulfilling. So you know what? I'll leave you with this. This was sent to me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. You can follow me there. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And I don't necessarily think this is real, but I like it. It appears to be taken out of a newspaper. Uh, A woman was found guilty in court of a traffic offense. And when asked for her occupation, she said she was a school teacher. The judge rose from the bench. Madam, I have waited years for a school teacher to appear before this court. He smiled with delight and said, Now, sit down at that table and write, I will not run a red light 500 times. <laughs> See what I mean? It's kind of funny, but probably not real. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.